When the holy Baal Shem Tov lived in Mezbush, he was already known as a tzaddik. People came to his house from far and near to hear his words of wisdom and to receive his bracha. There was in Mezbush one rich man who refused to believe that the Baal Shem Tov was a tzaddik. He would have nothing to do with the holy Baal Shem Tov, nor would he permit any of his household to visit the Baal Shem Tov. The people who worked in his house were warned that they would lose their jobs if they acted against their master's will. This wealthy man, whose name was Shimon, had hired a real Talmud Chacham to teach his children and to keep up a conversation of Torah at the dinner table. This Malamid was a man of fine character and great wisdom, and the Baal Shem Tov wanted him as a Talmud. This Talmud Chacham had heard much about the holy Baal Shem Tov and felt a strong desire to visit him and attend his shiurim. But he knew how stern his employer Shimon was about this matter. He was not very wealthy, Leilenu. <clears throat> he depended upon the he depended on his job as a malamid in Shimon's household, and so, with a feeling of regret, the malamid gave up the idea of visiting the Balshemtov, though his heart was full of yearning and his mind often wandered to the Balshemtiv. One Friday night, after the Malamid had learned Taita until the candles burned out, he went to bed and fell asleep immediately. He dreamt that he was walking through the streets of the town of Medzbuj to refresh his mind so that he could learn more effectively. He walked on, and on until the streets ended, and then, in his dream, he came upon a beautiful mansion, such as he had never seen or imagined in his entire life. It was a beautiful building made of marble and ivory, surrounded by the most beautiful fragrant flower beds and bushes and trees. For a few minutes, he looked at the beautiful sight and breathed in the wonderful fragrance of the flowers. Then he felt an urge to see inside the house, because if the outside was so beautiful, how much nicer must it be inside? So he walked in his dream around the mansion, trying to find a door, but he could not discover one. He felt upset, and the desire to see inside grew and grew. Finally, he discovered a window that he could climb up to. He came to it, climbed up, and gazed into the house. He had expected to see a prince or a nobleman in glittering silk and satin and gold. But what he saw was truly amazing. Inside the hall 
There were no decorations of any kind. It was decorated with complete simplicity, with a brilliant light filling the spacious room. In the middle was a table. At the head of the table was the holy Balshemtov, surrounded by his Talmidim. They were listening to their master's voice. Indescribable happiness was written on their faces. I must get inside, thought the Malamed to himself in his dream. I don't care if I lose my job. I simply must get inside and hear what the Balshemtov is saying. He set out again in search of an entrance and was delighted to find it with no trouble. But his heart sank when he found the door was locked. He knocked at the door and then banged at the door, but no one heard him or took no notice of him if they did. Tears fell from the Malamed's eyes. He rushed back to the window and put his ear to the window pane, straining his hearing until finally the Balshemtov's words became audible to him. He caught every word, and he thought his heart would burst with joy at the wonderful words of wisdom that he heard. When the Balshemtov ended his talk, the Malamed awoke from his dream. To his great delight, he remembered the words of the Taita he had heard in his dream. He got out of bed, washed Negelwasser, and then repeated to himself several times all of the things he had heard from the Balshemtov in his dream until he knew he would never forget them. Then he fell asleep again, for it was too early to get up. In the morning he arose as usual, and he remembered every detail of his dream. But when he tried to remember the Balshemtov's words of Taita, he discovered to his great dismay that he could not recall a single word. His memory had never failed him before, but now he couldn't remember a thing. He worked and worked, trying to recall even one word, but it was all in vain. That Shabbos was an unhappy one for him, Leilenu. He was so upset that he could not remember the Taita he had heard from the Balshemtov in his dream. He couldn't concentrate on his davening, and even the Shabbos food had no taste. His host, Shimon, became impatient with him and asked him, What's the matter? Why are you not sharing words of Taita with us? But the Malamid would not tell him. As the Shabbos day went on, the desire to know the wonderful words of Taita he had heard from the Balshemtov in his dream grew stronger and stronger. He would have now ignored his host Shimon's warning and would have gone to the Balshemtov on Shabbos in the hopes of hearing them again. But he remembered that in the dream he was unable to get into the house and he thought that he would be not worthy of the honor and privilege of getting into the Balshemtov's house even though they lived in the same town. As the time of Shalashudis grew near, the Malamed felt miserable. He had been unable to learn all day, and the desire to remember what he had heard in his dream burned within him more than ever. Presently, to his great surprise, 
the Shamash of the Balshemtov appeared and told the Malamid that the Balshemtov wished to see him. The Malamid's joy was indescribable, but his host and employer Shimon said to him, If you go, you need not come back to this house anymore. But the Malamid paid no attention. He rushed out of the house, and as fast as a Shabbos walk would permit him, he arrived at the Balshemtov's home. There was a large crowd of Tamid Chachamim and Poshet Yidin, ordinary Jews, gathered around the Balshemtov, who was about to begin Shalashudis. When they saw the Malamid, they made way for him. The Balshemtov smiled at the Malamid and gestured to him that he should sit near the Balshemtov. The hour of greatest inspiration came when the Balshemtov began to speak. The Malamid listened carefully. The more he listened, the more his wonder grew, for the Balshemtov was repeating word for word what the Malamid had heard him say the night before in his dream. The excitement of the Malamid grew. The anxiety he had felt during the whole day of Shabbos left him, but the upheaval in his heart and his mind was too much, and the Malamid fainted. A few moments later, he was revived, and the Balshemtov said to him with a smile, Why did you get so excited? You already heard my talk last night. Then the Malamid understood that it was no ordinary dream he had dreamt the night before. It was more than a dream. From then on, the Malamid became one of the closest and most revered Talmudim of the Holy Baal Shemtev.